Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Afterlife Podcast. We had a small little break. I had some family in town visiting, so it was nice to catch up with my family. Today, I'm going to share a paranormal story with you. Looking forward into the very near future, we're about to begin one of our field case studies. It's going to be very exciting, and we'll actually be going into the field to do this. So very much look forward to that. I just want to remind everybody, if you have a story that you would like to share with us that could really help with our overall research, you can share it by visiting our website or by sending us an email. That's afterlife.mission.com. Let's get started with today's episode. Can science and technology prove that there is life after death? What about answering the question, are UFOs real? Is there a life away from planet Earth? Join us as we try to solve two of the biggest mysteries that have remained unsolved for nearly 200,000 years. Welcome to the Afterlife Podcast, and here is your host, Mark DeLuca. Emily decided that it was time to take the next move with her relationship and move in with her boyfriend. The house had an old feel to it and sat back in off the road in the woods. For the next few days, everything felt perfect. Emily's boyfriend had a work trip that would take him away for roughly a week. Once Emily was home alone, she had much time to herself. One evening, she noticed that in the dining room, One of the walls appeared to have been remodeled in an attempt to cover a doorway. Upon knocking on the wall, it was evident that the sound was different, almost as if a void was behind the wall. When Emily's boyfriend returned, she told him about this spot in the wall and he immediately wanted to investigate it. They put a small hole in the wall and shined a flashlight into the darkness. Immediately, an overwhelming smell of death emerged from the wall. What they could see was what appeared to be a bathroom shower. They quickly opened the remainder of the wall and confirmed that a small bathroom was in fact behind the wall. The shower drain had a small hole that appeared to drop down into the basement of the home. This hole, however, was located in an area that Emily's boyfriend did not know was down there. What was shocking was that lying on the shower floor was several razor blades. Emily and her boyfriend went down into the basement to explore and see if they could find where this hole would lead to. Once down in the basement, they found several small tunnels that led to the bottom side of the shower drain. What they found was horrifying. Handcuffs, rope, and other torture devices. A nearby bucket contained what appeared to be old blood. In the days that followed, the energy had completely changed at the house. 
music would randomly play. However, there was no stereo in the house. Emily woke up one morning and made her way to the bathroom to find herself staring into the mirror with several bleeding cuts all over her body. The next morning, the same exact thing happened to her boyfriend. It was clearly evident that these cuts were made by razor blades. One night, Emily was lying upstairs in her bed and heard a noise coming from downstairs. When she went down to investigate, she found her boyfriend standing near the kitchen, frantically yelling random words and phrases. Emily remembers that it was though her boyfriend was possessed by somebody else. He frantically ran out of the house and got into his vehicle. A few hours later, Emily received one of the worst phone calls of her entire life. She had received word that her boyfriend had crossed the center line and crashed his vehicle and was now dead. Emily is absolutely convinced that what occurred was some type of dark energy that possessed her boyfriend. This dark energy very well could have been from whatever person or thing was torturing people in that basement. To talk about what possibly could have been going on here from a science perspective, we're going to look at the three different types of energy sources that we know about and that we speculate about. These include physical energy, emotional or mental energy, and spiritual energy. Physical energy is generated by the response of the environment that we are brought up in. There's two sides to physical energy. The first is the culture that you're raised in and the, the family, the friends, the people that surround you. The second half of the physical energy are the things that you are brought up and are around. These are things like chemicals and electrical currents. These energies either give or they take from your body. The second type of energy is mental or emotional energy. This is based on electrical currents, which are stimulated by the knowledge and information that you process. This affects your neurological system, which then ultimately will affect your two different nervous systems your central nervous system and your peripheral nervous system. Ultimately, when we zoom in at the quantum level of all of this, it's also affecting the neurons that are, are inside of your brain. If the mental stimulation that you are receiving is not the same as the physical energy that you possess and that you're, you are processing, you're going to have an imbalance, which can create some issues. Now, we finally get to the last type of energy, and that's really what could be at play here with this story, and that's your spiritual energy, which is directly affected and influenced by your physical and mental energy. In theory, what we could see happening here with this story is what we've talked about in some of our past episodes. To possibly understand this, we have to really zoom in at the quantum level. 
what we have to understand is that in a story or incident like this that's being reported, we have our consciousness and our soul. These very well could be one and the same. In this story, there's an understanding that the soul or consciousness will continue on after your physical body expires. It could be very possible that your soul could somehow entangle and communicate and in some degree take over another person's or another human being's soul. Now, what makes this unique is that if this were to be true, the soul or consciousness that is being taken over is still active. It's living in a live human body. The only issue with this theory in the story that's being reported is that both Emily and her boyfriend had said that they were not the ones who inflicted the cuts on one another or themselves with the razor blades. So what that means is, is whatever type of energy or whatever this thing was that theoretically gave them the cuts on their body had to have done it itself. And that is what remains one of the biggest mysteries with this story. And it's something that we are certainly going to try to research and validate in some type of degree. If any of our loyal listeners have any insight or have any ideas that they would like to share with us to help with this research, we would love to hear from you. Again, you can share your story or your advice or insight by visiting our website. We actually have a button that you can click on that will take you to our form where you can submit that. You can also submit your advice or stories via email. Our email is afterlife.mission at gmail.com. So again, as I mentioned in the beginning of today's podcast, some things that you can look forward to in the very near future is that we are about to begin one of our field case studies. And this is going to be a really exciting research study that we're about to embark on. So for now, that is it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into the Afterlife podcast. Take care. See you.